0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Jam Session podcast with Jake Domer and Andrew Hussey. I am Michael Ramirez. Guys, regular season finally over for the Indiana Hoosiers, finished at 16-14, and 14, sixth place in conference play, coming off a fresh loss at senior night against Ohio State at home in Assembly Hall. It was heartbreaking on a last shot by C.J. Jackson. And guys, just what kind of led up to this moment to where IU, you know, two straight losses to finish the season, they were on a four-game winning streak at one point, playing their best basketball we had ever seen this so far this year. But like I said, lost to Nebraska, lost to Ohio State, one being a road, one being a home game. Now they're a sixteen in the Big Ten tournament, but let's kind of look back at Ohio State. What went right and what went wrong for the Indiana Hoosiers?
1: Uh, well, I, I think that you saw um, some fight that IU is going to need to have in New York City this week, especially if and when they go up against, uh, you know, teams like Purdue, Ohio State, uh, should they kind of advance through the tournament. But uh, otherwise, uh, you've seen some bad habits kind of start to creep back in the last two games. And again, those those were against better competition than the four-game win streak that IU had. Um, turnovers were a bit of a problem in the Ohio State game at times. Um but they they really matched the Buckeyes uh, for the most part through through the end of regulation and the overtime periods it felt like that that game was right there obviously and then you lose on the kind of a fluke shot at the end
2: yeah I don't think you kind of take away anything negatively from that game because they were just right there with one of the best teams in the big ten and for me the big takeaway is the play of the Joan Morgan and Justin Smith who both had terrific games against Ka Bates, Diop, and really kind of shut him down with the lawn with Josh uh, Zach McRoberts and really kind of hampered him for most of the game so I think while the guard was kind of up and down throughout the game I think the forwards were probably the best part of IU's uh, team on Friday night
1: yeah I think if you're if you're circling kind of one area to watch in New York this week it's definitely the guard play for IU because the forwards you would think at this point especially with Justin Smith coming on in the last five games or so that's kind of a reliable um, you know what you're going to get from the front court but the, the back court's going to need to step up yeah
0: most definitely I mean I thought you know other than Robert Johnson there was pretty much nothing really going josh newkirk had one of his best games of the season but then again you know he hasn't really had much of a of a 2017 2018 season at that Devontae green again once played once again played limited minutes he we've seen him struggle the last two games guys i mean six turnovers out of the 19 you know against um, against that team and you know Devontae green we've seen flashes of his potential but we've also seen um, negative performances from him as well throughout the season. I mean, he's kind of been one of the more sporadic shooters and ball handlers of this team. He's emerged as the starting point guard of the future, um, as far as the season goes. But I mean, as of the last two games, he sort of regressed back to the mean of what we've seen from him time and time again throughout this regular season. And I mean, the point guard is probably the point guard position is probably one of the more questionable. Um, questionable positions of, of this team moving forward. Do you think that it's going to be Josh Newkirk or Devontae Green who's going to be starting in the Big Ten tournament?
2: I think it, I think it's still going to be Devontae Green because he's the most dynamic option they have um, from the point guard play. He can get to the rim, unlike Josh Newkirk at, at will. And I think Newkirk, coming off the bench is actually a really good role for him, especially in the Big Ten tournament where if you advance, you're going to play some of the best guards with Ohio State or Penn, uh, Purdue who has some really good guards. So I really think Green's ability off the bounce to really get things going with this offense, and the way the forwards have been playing, you need someone who can get him the ball, and I think Green is that kind of guy.
1: No doubt. I, I like the point you make about uh, Josh Newkirk being able to provide some some leadership off the bench, especially when you have um, you know freshmen like Al Durham and Justin Smith as some of the other main bench contributors. So you know, if you get in a late game situation with the the reserves on the floor, Newkirk could you know be a, a nice presence there. There's no doubt that Devonte green is is kind of what makes this team go when they're playing at their best uh he scored double digits um nine times this season it looks like and uh i use lost only two of those games uh, when he scores at least 10 points so you know he has these stretches where he, he plays well for you know four or five games at a time like he did during the winning streak uh, he was distributing creating shots for himself and others and you would think that this tournament environment where you're playing day after day, if you keep advancing, would be able to keep him kind of rolling on a hot streak if he can get going in that first game on Thursday night. So that's going to kind of be an important one for him, especially either Devontae Green or Josh Newkirk is going to kind of have to set the tone for what the point guard play is going to look like, not only for IU in that tournament, but then potentially. NIT or whatever. You bring
0: bring up a good point with Justin Smith. He's had 16 points the last two games. He had 16 and 8 the other night against Ohio State. He's been playing very, very well. And if IU wants to make any sort of run, deep run, at that in the Big Ten tournament, it's going to start with him off the bench, especially just the production that that this team needs, you know, you can't win it with one, two, or three players. We've seen that time and time again this season with Indiana. And all they have, although they have pulled out some wins like like that play style, they've played a lot better when everyone's playing as a team, they're spreading the ball around points-wise, everyone's getting their share, um, and it's not just centralized on one or two players. And although Juwan Morgan and we've seen Robert Johnson stay consistent throughout the year and, and at times just be the most reliable options on that offense, and that will be the case moving forward, they play better when they have options off the bench who provide a spark and who provide a little bit of, of of a pop that they that they're starting to miss from time to time in games from that starting lineup. So I think Justin Smith, you know, you mentioned Al Durham as well. And whoever it is, Devontae Green or Josh nuker coming off the bench is going to be huge as well. Those two players are going to need to be playing their best basketball, and they are right now. You know, They they, they definitely are. Yeah. I thought Al Durham played very well against Ohio State. He was taking care of the ball relatively well. Obviously, I
1: already said Justin Smith, 16 points in the last two games. That's 13.3 over the last five, because I was yeah. looking it up yesterday because I – Thought maybe all freshman team might be in the cards for him because he came on so strong late, but he ended up not making it. But mm-hmm. he's really been a reliable presence the last few games, and he's
0: turned it on. And he's turned it on at the at the perfect time that Indiana needs him to. And if they're going to make a deep run, it's going to start with Jawan Morgan and Robert Johnson getting their production in the starting lineup getting some key figures around them in that starting lineup, whether it's Devontae Green. We've seen Freddie McSwain multiple times so far this season. Other players from that starting lineup get their share of minutes, points, rebounds, et cetera, whatever you want, and then you need that spark and pop off the bench.
2: But I think with Justin Smith, the other area we kind of don't look at as much as the defensive end where he's really come on as a late because beginning of the year he kind of might have got lost at times with Archie Miller's system. But now he and Al are kind of really figuring everything out and really are good on that defensive end with his length and athleticism along with McRoberts there and Morgan, that kind of have a switchable forward lineup that Archie Miller loves to play. And I think that's why in this last stretch of games, the defense has been so good.
1: Yeah, I think back to that Seton Hall game where Jawan Morgan was kind of struggling with injury at the time. He didn't start that game. I believe that was Justin Smith's first start. And then, uh, if I remember correctly, Deron Davis was struggling with foul trouble, just kind of getting worked by Angel Delgado. And I just remember how lost Justin Smith looked in the paint on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. I mean, he was catching the ball and panicking right away. Uh, He wasn't able to stay with Seton Hall's big men, which they have a strong front court. But you just think from that game to Ohio State now, you know, last week where he he was throwing down dunks on guys. He was holding his own as a, a power forward, even as a small ball center at times. And that kind of improvement is really what you want to see from a freshman.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I definitely agree with that. And just looking at this overall Big Ten tournament bracket that, that was released a few days ago, um, you know, Indiana sits at the sixth seed. Obviously would have been a little bit of a tougher road in the Big Ten tournament, whether they had gotten the seventh seed or not, because the seventh seed, which right now is Penn State, plays Northwestern in their first game on Thursday. But Indiana awaits the winner of Rutgers and Minnesota, which will be played tomorrow around 8 p.m. Eastern um what that's where it's what, when it's supposed to be tipped approximately but you know looking at these two teams indiana has not struggled pretty much at all against these two teams um they've won every single matchup between rutgers and minnesota played rutgers once on the road and minnesota both at home and um in the barn so i mean it's a va- it's a favorable matchup by all means and for for indiana overall um is there any way you guys can see them maybe getting knocked out by any of these two teams i just think that they're just kind of they, they've shown their dominance over these two teams, and uh-huh. especially as of late, because they did play Rutgers and Minnesota later yeah. in their conference schedule. I mean, there's no re- there's no other reason why I should expect an Indiana loss. Yeah, uh,
1: um, and I would say that also Illinois and Iowa, the other two teams in that bottom four, were probably teams that IU did want to avoid if they mm, had a choice, Illinois, especially Illinois. Illinois, but I mean, they they make it tough for whoever they play. Um, I, I honestly think they they could win, they will win that Iowa game, um, but. I think Rutgers is maybe of a, of some concern. They play really good defense, and uh, they held IU to to a low scoring game. Even though IU won big uh, when they played, because Rutgers couldn't get anything going on offense themselves, and uh, there might be something to be said for them being you know thirty miles away from from Madison Square Garden. Maybe they're more comfortable. Uh, plus they might already have a win going from Wednesday night. Minnesota seems like a team that's lost and has given up right now. I mean, just off-the-court issues, injuries. They've been hit by
0: the injury bug. By I mean, so many players have. And, I mean, just moving forward, especially I I think it was they lost – they're on a, a something— They
1: just snapped like a 10-game losing yeah. streak. Yeah, they, they beat 15 Iowa. Out of 15. Yeah, they yeah. beat Iowa late in the year. Yeah,
0: they, I think they're, they've are they won two games in the last 15 yeah. matchups. I um, mean, they're, they're on a downward—they have been on a downward spiral.
1: If they end up beating Rutgers, I don't think IU should be very worried about Minnesota. Rutgers, though, if they come out and look good and beat Minnesota, that could be a team where— IU might find itself in a sloppy neutral court tournament game that really the, the Hoosiers have found themselves in often in the last few years.
2: Yeah, but Rutgers, just like Minnesota, they're one of the worst teams in the Big yeah. Ten. I think they've won one game in the past 11 or 12 games, so I don't think either of these two teams really scares you in yeah. any way, because the way IU's defense is playing right now, Rutgers' offense is horrible, and so is Minnesota. so yeah. I really don't think is going to have too much trouble in those games, especially I think uh, this team wants to come out and play well, because I think of in years past in the Big Ten tournament, in years past in these kind of postseason events like this, IU kind of just wants to get home at times. But yeah. I don't think this is a group that just wants to stop playing. They, they just want to play on the court together, and they're really gelling. So I really think in the first game, you're going to see – we're going to get a good indication of where IU's guard plays at, which I think that's key because um, moving forward against Purdue, because that's who they play if they win, you want to see a good spark out of Green and Newkirk and Johnson because this is kind of a game that could get them going.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, especially because, like we've said, there's not too much concern about whether—not that IU's going to be looking ahead at all, but, you know, to kind of bring that up, Purdue would be the opponent should IU win its game Thursday night, and you need to make sure that whatever you need to get right gets right on Thursday night, if it's finding the guards that are working, making sure the freshmen get comfortable in in playing in Madison Square Garden, and the whole team for that matter— and uh, obviously, avoiding injuries will, will be huge. But uh, yeah, that that going to kind of be like a maybe experimental process uh, at times. IU needs to find what works, though, if, if they're going to take it into that Purdue game and and play well.
0: The thing with having a new head coach and Archie Miller and this team being, you know, they've they've had so many young players emerge as well, is you don't know how they're going to be how they're going to play in this conference tournament. You don't know how they're going to be playing in March either, whether they make the NIT or whatever tournament they end up making. Um, this is kind of be this is kind of going to be the first test for this team as far as postseason play goes because obviously if this was the NCAA tournament, um, we'd obviously we could obviously look back at the Big Ten tournament and and assess whether or not this team would be able to make a run or if anything in that tournament. But this is the first look we're going to get in the postseason from this squad from this head coach in this system, and it's going to be interesting because I mean it's tough for me to say whether or not IU is going. To maybe make a run in the, in the tournament, whether they're going to get beat first game, whether it be by Rutgers or Minnesota, just because you don't know how this team plays in a, in a neutral court and in a conference tournament like this. it's It's very tricky. You could easily pinpoint something if this was a Tom Crean led team just because of obviously the past that he's had with IU. But this is Archie Miller's first year. And you're not going to, we're not going to know how this team competes in a conference tournament under this head coach until we actually do see it. So for me, it's kind of tough to see whether or not this team will show up, whether they do or not, or how far they'll get in this tournament. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, it's just kind of confusing to me. And that's why I'm kind of not pinpointing anything to where, oh, they're going to win this game. They're going to lose this game.
1: You know, it's just, it's kind of tricky. It'll certainly be interesting. And, and, you know, that's how all these tournaments go. But I think especially this year with it being in, in New York City, Madison Square Garden, a venue where uh, probably not, virtually none of the Big Ten players have ever played in. Uh, you have maybe a, a place like Indianapolis, and you know IU and Purdue play there every year at Bankers Life or even Chicago. There's some fin- familiarity, at least, with, with where these players are are staying. But, uh, yeah, it, it, there, we could see a lot of weird things happening here. The one thing, I guess, that you kind of do know in, in, uh, just from past years is Archie Miller always has his teams finish strong. At Dayton, they would always come on late. They, they would end up uh, you know, with better numbers at the end of the year than they had at the beginning of the year, and that's kind of what we've seen from IU, uh, you know, except for the, the two losses over the last two games. But uh, this team, it's clear, is in a better place mentally, chemistry-wise, right now than they were three months ago, two months ago even maybe. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if that's maybe the one thing that you can kind of point to as a, as a past trend, it's that Archie Miller always gets his teams playing better later in the year
2: yeah I was actually just looking at it, how his team did in the A-10 tournament in Dayton and actually he ha- didn't have that much success there and even some of his better teams kind of struggled in the first few rounds of the A-10 tournament but when you're talking about uh, players who played in New York City I think Robert Johnson might be the only player he played there twice as a freshman against yeah. Louisville and Georgetown and I think guys like him who kind of have been in the Big Ten tournament they've played in six or seven Big Ten tournament games I think it's gonna be formed for him to kind of impart on the young guys what this kind of environment means
1: yeah Rob and Jawan Morgan, too, even because, you know, when he was a freshman, that was when IU made the Sweet 16 run, and and he got some playing time in those games, so you've got, you know, five to seven games of tournament experience for guys like Colin Hartman, Jawan Morgan, uh, Rob Johnson, so, I mean, I don't know, but uh, if you kind of want to look forward to projected ahead, then, I mean, talk about that Purdue matchup a little bit, maybe, I mean, I don't think that's counting our our eggs before they hatch, you know, IU's going to be a pretty heavy favorite in their first game, so, what do you think that Purdue matchup would, would how's going how's that going to shake out?
0: Uh, the question is how well is Indiana going to play away from Assembly Hall? We saw how they played against Purdue in their home territory. It was a good game. IU played relatively well. It was one of their best performances of the season. Their defense stepped up. They were getting it going on offense. They limited the turnovers relatively, um, but it just depends how well they can play in Madison Square Garden. That's the bottom line because you don't know how this team's going to play um, in New York. And it's going to be one of the most interesting things to see about this team is how they handle the matchup, whether it be Rutgers or Minnesota, and how much momentum they can bring if they do win that game into this Purdue matchup. Because regardless, Purdue's going to show up. Like They they have shown that time and time again, whether it be on the road, at home in Mackey, or on a neutral court. Purdue has always shown this season that they will show up, and they will again on Friday. I expect nothing short of Purdue coming out, showing out, giving their best performance. Um, And also, Purdue struggled in Assembly Hall. It was one of their worst, especially shooting performances of the season, which was eye-popping to see because Indiana still lost that game. Purdue still found a way to to beat the Hoosiers, and it's going to be interesting this time to see how how well Purdue shoots the ball, how well they play on defense because they, they are known for their defense as well. They're a very good defensive team, especially down low with Isaac Haas, and it's going to be interesting to see the size matchup once again, uh-huh. like we saw, especially kind of in the middle of that thick of the Big Ten season, where everyone was looking at that size matchup, whether it was Michigan State, Ohio State, or Purdue. It's going to be relevant once again in this matchup if Indiana does advance. Um, but it's, it's all about how, of, of, of how much Indiana is going to show out and whether in which Indiana team shows up, the team that lost to Fort Wayne and Indiana State, or the team that almost beat Duke, um, Ohio State, Purdue, yeah. Michigan State, yeah. uh, all those teams.
2: Yeah, but I think Purdue is also not the same team that they played in Assembly Hall. They've been struggling in recent weeks. They, they beat Minnesota, but everyone's beating Minnesota. And really, they struggled at Illinois. They nearly lost to Penn State at home, and they had a three-game losing streak against Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Ohio State. So I really don't think this is the Mich- Purdue team that we saw at the early part of the season. And we talked about how neutral court, Purdue lost two of the games in Atla- the battle for Atlantis yeah. against Tennessee and Western Kentucky. So F- Purdue is a formidable at home because Mackey's one of the best home court ar- uh, arenas right now. But I yeah. think they're also questionable What? how are they going to perform in this kind of environment as well. And I think are you getting that opportunity to play the first game in Madison Square Garden the night before is going to be really helpful if they do play Purdue.
0: Yeah, I totally forgot about that, you know, the Battle of Atlantis. Yeah. I mean, I kind of just kind of zoned out on there. They but went 1-2 and two yeah, there, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's also obviously something to look at. They did beat Arizona in that Battle of Atlantis, but, uh-huh. you know, they fell to teams like Tennessee and Western Kentucky. I mean, even Tennessee, even though they are near the top of the of the SEC, you know, it's still, you know, Purdue should yeah. should have won that game. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the matches where Purdue definitely should have won, but... Um, yeah, that's also gonna obviously play into a factor. I just, you know, I, I kind of yeah. That no, no, no yeah. Uh,
1: and and the, the shooting is um, kind of probably the most important point in my mind for Purdue um, because it's it's not something that they rely on completely. They don't need to rely on it, but their shooting is, I mean, no doubt, one of their biggest strengths. Uh, and again, as we've kind of said, over and over here when you're playing in, in a new gym a neutral floor that's going to be Purdue's first game of the big 10 tournament uh you, you never know if they could come out and shoot five of 25 from three or something like that and again like we said that's what kept iu in the game last time so if IU's got you know a game under its belt where it's kind of feeling comfortable and in a rhythm and Purdue's coming out haven't played in six days playing on a new court and come out shooting cold uh you know there, there's a recipe there for iu to get the win but uh I guess to kind of maybe talk about the, the tournament as a whole, who do you see as, you know, maybe the, the finalists? Who do you see as a winner of the tournament? Maybe a dark horse? I don't know.
0: I mean, the only dark horse, obvious, honestly, that I could see, I mean, I think N- Michigan is better than Nebraska. I think they're one of the best four teams in the Big yeah. Ten, especially as of late. They've just proved time and time again that they are at the top of the Big Ten. Um, I fully expect them to make the semifinal game, whether it be against Michigan State or Wisconsin or Maryland. Um that's probably that i don't think i wouldn't consider that my dark horse because i i honestly do think that michigan is a top four team in the big 10 and they won it
1: last year they won the tournament last year
0: and um but for me the dark horse that i could watch i i don't see rutgers minnesota illinois or iowa making any sort of run just because of the teams that they have to play but um penn state is going to be very interesting because you know led by tony carr all first-team All-Big Ten. Yep. Um, he's been phenomenal this year for for Penn State. He's been their most important player. They're going to rely on him like they pretty much have all season long, and, and you know, that's okay for Penn State just because that's, that's the way they play. That's what has worked so far this season. Um, Penn State would probably be my best bet for a dark horse. I don't think Indiana would get past Purdue, but, I mean, you never know. Um, but I do think Penn State does have the opportunity to beat Northwestern, and if they can get rolling and beat Ohio State, watch out
1: yeah here's the thing I mean here's the thing about Penn State they kind of got lucky with with their draw um, they lost their last three games against um, three four and five in the Big Ten Purdue Michigan Nebraska but they have beaten Ohio State twice yep. already at and, home in Ohio State Yeah, at home and on the road so um, that potential quarterfinal matchup Penn State Ohio State will be very interesting for sure
2: yeah, I just think at this point, Michigan State's the best team in the Big Ten, and it's not yeah, even close right now. They haven't lost a game since January 13th, and really, they've just been rolling to the Big Ten title, and they've had a lot of stuff going on with them the Miles Bridgers thing and the FBI, and they just kept yeah. going through it, and they're just playing the best basketball in the Big Ten, and I think in recent years, maybe Izzo is trying to rest his guys going into the NCAA tournament, but when you have a week off after this tournament, I think they're going to be geared up and ready to go, and yep. I think... There's not a team playing out there in the Big Ten playing as well as Michigan State is right now.
0: And that first win to go on that run was against IU at home all the way back then in January. And if you think about it, that game was symbolic for many reasons, just because that was the way they they have been playing ever since that Indiana game. Uh-huh. And they have outmuscled opponents, they have outshot opponents. Miles Bridges has come up huge time and time again. We saw that game-winning three against Purdue the other um, the other month and the and of, a few weeks ago. And I mean, he's just him along with minister or excuse me Michigan state i agree have just been completely dominant for what was it the past 15 games 12 games yeah. that they've that they've won it's just been insane i definitely agree um, they're i mean <laughs> regular season big 10 or big 10 champs i mean there's there's not much else you can say about that they definitely deserve to to win the big 10 they are the best team in the big 10 right now and they have been for about 2 months now we talked about Purdue struggles as of rec- as of as of late in recent history and recent memory Michigan State has not. They have not struggled at all. Yeah. They have proved time and time again that they have been the best of the Big Ten. They're at the top of the Big Ten for a reason. Um, I see no other reason why they shouldn't be the favorites in this
1: tournament. Yeah, and you mentioned the, the motivation factor, Hussey, that, that they'll have. Um, obviously, with the week off, that helps for all the teams here. But Michigan State, I mean, they're, they're chasing, you know, if not the number one overall seed, you know, I think that's definitely in play. But they're absolutely looking to lock up a one seed here by winning out in this tournament, and, you know, I agree with you guys on paper that there's no doubt that that they should be able to roll through this. Um, maybe that the Michigan, if, if Michigan State-Michigan Michigan semifinal. will trip them up if That they will do be play a them. very interesting game. And the one thing that um, could also affect Michigan State is just you, you don't know what of chaos there might be around tom izzo uh even the players you know there's yahoo stories dropping every day about the fbi scandal you never know one might come out friday morning one might come out saturday morning um so i would say kind of unforeseen circumstances could derail them but otherwise yeah they're, they're, they're the clear favorite
0: but i mean they've proved that they've fought through all that yeah. even, even so the, far the larry yeah. nasser thing yeah. fbi well, yeah. probe they've played through that and they've won through yeah. that and the reason why I love Michigan in this Big Ten tournament is because they beat Michigan State yeah. in East Lansing, and you can't forget that. Yeah. And Michigan has proved that they have been Michigan State's Achilles heel from, from time and time again this season. And you know Michigan is also playing very, very good basketball right now, and that's probably the only team I could see them pop- possibly tripping up um, with in the semifinal matchup. Um, That could be in the Big Ten tournament.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it should be a a very interesting uh, tournament. Uh, We'll all be there. But uh, I guess to kind of look beyond that, uh, I use postseason uh hopes i guess you could say chances are are kind of in the air headed into the big 10 tournament obviously if they run the table they win the whole thing they're going to go to the NCAA tournament and that would be a heck of a story but
0: anything short of that (laughs) is NIT oh for
1: sure um but is there a I mean and I don't want to get too deep into NIT bracketology I have looked at I try not to get too (laughs) deep (laughs) I have looked at some of it and and (laughs) IU is on the bubble right now I guess you could say. What do you think? But it seems to me as though you know if they win this first game against Rutgers or Minnesota, regardless of what happens after that, I think they would be in the NIT if they won it. I don't know if they're they get a home game, but but what do you think that debate might? might I don't know
2: if it's locked up right now because I I don't think 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 it is right now. They needed one of the last two to be fully assured, and I think uh, if you beat Purdue, then I think it's a guarantee that you get it in the NIT. But I think. Right now they're on the bubble, and how the NIT works is then uh, regular season champs of the small teams. That's true. Uh, small conferences, if they lose their conference tournament, they get automatically in the NIT. So really it's going to kind of be a push and pull, see how many teams win their conference and then lose in the uh, tournament. And I think I use it's kind of ironic that they're playing in the first <laughs> week because they're going to kind of be watching those games yeah. and seeing how it does. And I really think they do need to beat Purdue to make it because I think they're on the bubble, and they haven't had any of those big wins to really propel them because last year's team – Got to the NIT pretty much based on the fact that they beat Kansas and North Carolina because yeah, and this year they had two terrible losses, and now they don't have their best win is over Notre Dame right now. So I think their NIT resume is not very good.
1: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I like the point about how you know the NIT bubble always kind of shrinks when you see these conference tournaments play out. That would be a heck of a nine days of waiting and watching <laughs> to see what happens in the the Southern Conference Championship to see if the regular season champion wins that. Um, but what, what do you think, I guess, an, an NIT berth would mean? Uh, obviously, unless they kind of do go on a two- or three-game run here in this Big Ten tournament, they're probably not going to be hosting any NIT games. But, I mean, do, do you see, like, a, a path for momentum that Archie Miller could build? Because last year, I mean, an NIT game was, was worthless.
2: Yeah, I think it definitely is because you, they got a lot, a lot of young guys are going to be coming back because last year's team, they had three guys leave right after that, so it's not really a good time for development. And I think the teams that are going to be in the NIT are around IU's level, and they could have a good chance of having success against those guys, and building any kind of a momentum heading into next year would be critical for Archie. And really, uh, you, you could see a run to New York City, and I think that would be huge to kind of cap off Archie Miller's first season.
0: It's just so funny how instead of—we're uh, talking about, oh, yeah, if they beat Purdue— the, they'll definitely be in the NIT hey, instead I, I of a. Hey, if they beat Purdue, they'll definitely secure a spot in the NCAA tournament. Sure. it's All just right, so we're fun. long past that point. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, like, you I are I said, you're not
1: fired up about NIT run? Though? I am not. <laughs>
0: I am the uh, complete opposite of fired up for an <laughs> NIT run for IU. Um, it's just, uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's I'll,
2: making the best of a no.
0: Bad yeah, situation. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, that, it uh, is. But still, like, it's still the NIT. It's you know, this team just they've improved so much. It's just kind of disappointing that. If they don't like, obviously, anything short of a Big Ten tournament win is the NIT, and it's they. We saw them play their best basketball in four out of the, really five out of the last six games. I'll include Ohio State in sure. there too because they played a good game. Those
1: were against the worst four teams in the Big Ten, though. But I mean, still, th- yeah. But
0: still, they were. Do you really playing... think this
1: team could win a, a tournament game right now as no, a I'm 10 No, I'm not saying. I'm or? not saying that. Yeah, I'm okay. just
0: saying it's just kind of it's it's a little deflating to just what two weeks? Sure. A week, yeah, two weeks before. You know, tomorrow, Wednesday, we were talking about them playing their best basketball of the season, and, you know, obviously today we're talking about how uh, they might make the NIT.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think at at this point, and and even at that point two weeks It's just a weird situation. It it definitely is. But I think, uh, you know, what fans have to do, and what I think they are doing, is you kind of realize where this team was in November, December, with those terrible losses like we talked about. And, And it was just kind of a matter of getting the season back on track to where... It's not a complete train wreck. It didn't fall apart. Clearly, it didn't. I mean, they went nine to nine in the Big Ten. Um, they got the six seed. So, th- this is a successful season, I would say. But I mean, we don't need to get into making declarations. On, I mean, given where they were, given where they were, and even giving some of the preseason projections. I don't know if we saw Chronic Hoosiers tweet uh, a few days ago, but he listed all the preseason projections for IU in the Big Ten. Athlon, Lindy's, the media, all those, all those, you know, preseason projections it was anywhere from 9th to 12th in the Big Ten so I mean talent wise you know they, they made the most of what they had and and uh you know that's what they're gonna have to do this week too
0: it's just hard to say the season was a success when you lose to to Fort Wayne uh, sure. Indiana State. Yeah, it's but. just kind of you look back at the season you're like yeah they played pretty good basketball they were yeah. decent in the Big Ten they won some games that they probably shouldn't have and yeah. they took care of most of the games that they should have obviously you know the losses to Illinois and, and teams like that are going to overshadow that um that facet but it's just when you see them you know 9 and 9 in Big 10 play that's not bad yeah but those but two losses about a couple yeah, that, yeah you just could have gone either way the two way. losses they had a chance to get a pretty good road win against a decent Seaton Hall team earlier yeah. in the season and obviously the team was totally different than what they are now from where they were back then yeah it's just it's it's disappointing because outside of those two losses out of Against Fort Wayne and, and Indiana State, I mean, you could possibly maybe see them on the bubble of the of the yeah. NCAA tournament. But like yeah. anything short of the NCAA or of the the Big Ten championship game, winning the Big Ten tournament, um, you just can't lose to Fort Wayne and Indiana yeah. State and make the NCAA tournament.
2: Yeah. But I think the big thing with the season, not looking at results, it's just kind of the blueprint's been laid. You see a lot sure. of the elements of Archie Miller's teams in the future, and I think he even said it when those guys had the senior day. He was like, okay. We might not have had the success this year, but you're going to come back here, and this place is going to be a dominant building. And I think you had to lay the foundation, and you start to see the elements of this team. Strong defense, good defense on the perimeter, and kind of uh, a toughness on offense to really kind of... They might not have the most talent in this Big Ten, and they're probably not the sixth most talented team in the Big Ten, but they were able to get up there, even with some guys. And we saw development from almost every single player on this roster. Justin Smith from day one to here, Freddie McSwain, Zach McRoberts, really... You saw Archie Miller kind of put his identity on this program, and I think even if you don't make it a postseason tournament, it would have been a successful season.
1: Yeah, and you, you you think about you know that confidence could be carrying into right now, and, and we could be seeing a crescendo in the Big Ten tournament. So we'll see. I mean, like like you said, Michael, it's been a season of, of almosts and, and near misses, but uh, they've got a chance to right some of those wrongs right now.
0: They do. L- wins over Purdue, yeah.
1: possibly Ohio State, yeah. and then maybe even yeah. Michigan State <laughs> yeah. if they win, oh, if they get there. Yeah. It would it would be it would
0: obviously be good for no, Indiana. Yeah. Like yeah, those three wins alone. Even
1: one one win beating oh, yeah. Purdue that's oh, yeah. the best win in the season. There's oh, yeah. no doubt. I mean, they don't have any ranked neutral wins. court against one of the best teams in the nation, yeah, sure. let alone the Big Ten. Oh yeah,
2: sure. And so, and, and a tournament's all about kind of swagger because if you get one win going, then you're yeah. on the roll. And I think this team
0: we saw that with Michigan last year. Yeah. yeah,
2: You play with that confidence. They their plane crashed and then they were able to play after oh, that. I Forgot about it that. It was a crazy story. They're playing mm. in their practice yeah. So I think if they can rally around, maybe beating Purdue then who knows what might happen.
1: Yeah. Um, so that, that's in Madison Square Garden this week. We're this is we're taping this on a Tuesday, and uh, the IDS basketball crew is, is flying out to New York tomorrow. Uh, I'm excited. Are you guys excited I'm for very, the trip? I'm very excited. Yes. Second
0: time I've ever been to New York. It'll be fun. Yeah. Watch some semi-decent Big Ten basketball. Yeah,
1: I'm excited to see kind of what the crowd turns. Have you ever been, y'all ever been to Madison I Square Garden? I've never been to Me actual either. Madison Square Garden. It's kind of a shame time. that we might not see it, uh, you know, in its full glory, but there will be good basketball played I there. mean,
0: even if you saw, like, a Knicks game, it wouldn't be in its full glory yeah, just because fair. of how bad they <laughs> are. That's Did you fair. see the the difference in ticket prices, though, between the New York Rangers game and then the Big Ten tournament? No, well, I know oh, it's like you get a session yeah, of like, 20 bucks, right? 150 yeah. for a New York Rangers ticket in one section and like, the same seat. Yeah. The following day for yeah. the Big Ten tournament is 17 bucks. That's
1: probably where you're seeing multiple games, too. Oh, yeah. you get in for the whole session. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I think that, the
2: environment will kind of be like last year's in D.C. It was kind of not very good. But then it kind of picked up for those bigger games in on um, Friday. And I think uh, on Wednesday, I certainly think the crowd will be kind of poor. And Thursday will be kind of poor as well. But I think as you start getting into the weekend, people like basketball. And I think there will be yeah. enough people there. It might not be loud, but... It can get energetic in there.
1: Hey, it's an interesting experiment, and, and that's that's what it is. Jim Delaney pretty much came out and admit, and you know a, a, almost apologized for setting up the schedule this way so that the yeah, really you know close. the league could force its tournament into Madison Square Garden. Um, I guess if you're IU, you know you're not a, a top team in the country right now, so why not go give it a shot in New York City and and who, who cares what the consequences are? But um, yeah, it should be good. So so we'll be there tomorrow night. And uh, then IU will play its first game Thursday night at 9 o'clock against either Minnesota or Rutgers. From there it would be Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, but we'll see how that goes. Um, stay tuned. Keep it locked, keep right? Locked. we got to keep it locked keep on it locked. IDSnews.com, IDS Sports on Twitter, and uh, all three of us on Twitter as well. Anything else from you guys?
0: Just excited to go to
1: New York Yeah, now. let's do it. Early, early school week for us, five-day weekend. Yeah. Uh, we will talk to you guys later, but uh, we'll see you from New York and uh, we'll have plenty of content on yep. All right, Thanks for listening.
0: Yep. For Jake, Andrew Husky, and Michael Ramirez, this was another episode of the Jam Session podcast, so like Jake said, keep it locked. IDSnews.com <laughs> oh, yeah. and IDS Sports. But for Jake, Andrew, and Michael, have a good day.